0: Welcome to the Fatty Z Musky Podcast. I'm Andy. I have the guys on the phone. Hi, Vance.
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: Good. I have Todd. Hi, Todd.
2: I'm here also.
0: All right. I got. I haven't said this in a while. I got Ranger to my left. And for old time's sake, Vance is in spirit in front of Ranger. Yes. So Anyways, well, we might talk a little bit about Ranger, a new one. Maybe. We'll see if Vance wants to talk about it. But... Prior to doing that, this show is brought to you by Fat AZ Musky Products, fatazmusky.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And let's see, it is—it's kind of—it's getting to be pretty much dang November. The season's wrapping up. You know, we're we're still getting, you know, we're still getting the rod holder questions and stuff like that. I think people are more gearing up a little bit more hunting season and, you know, Christmas and all that stuff. And next thing you know, it'll be show season. So if you have any questions about a boat setup, maybe getting a new boat for Christmas or in the off season, anything like that, uh, I'll gladly field any of those questions. And I'll give you an honest opinion on what I feel would be best suiting your needs. Obviously, you're the final uh, decision maker on that, but. You know, it's all free. Just hit me up. And um, if you're looking for some baits, check out Team Rhino Outdoors or Muskie Tackle Online. That's all I got to say for now. Muddy Creek, what's up?
2: Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, MC Fishing Guides Next year's schedule is out. Vance and I are both filling days all the time for next year. So, you know, man, if you want those full moons, you want those new moons, get a hold of us now. Uh I think it does make a difference. What do you think, Vance? Yeah, uh, the big yeah. ones certainly showed up on those days. They showed up on those days throughout the season. Not all of them, you know. We had some. Not all of them. Yeah. We had some bummers. We had some bummers, but uh, you know, we catch a lot of fish. We get a lot of hits every day, but uh, man, you can look back and those times when those moons are when those moons are right, you can look. We look back and. Big ones bite. I don't know why. Tell me, let me know. If you can let us know, please do. But uh, yeah, get a hold of us. Not much going on the rest of the season. We got a few more days to do here. And I mean, we're going to be wrapping it up. We've got snow coming. Uh, That's the only thing about this part of the season. You know, if I could just book when i wanted that that'd be great because i know we're going to have some great weather in november but people book ahead i got people coming from ontario columbus ohio you know we're looking at you know snow 39 degrees they want to have fun it it would be really fun if i could guarantee we were going to catch a 30 pound fish but uh can't give that guarantee so yeah this time of year always sucks because of that but get a hold of us we'll get you on the books for next season and uh do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish that's muddy creek
1: absolutely and when you do come fish with us you'll be fishing out of ranger boats uh, big shout out to them for sponsoring this show and muddy creek fishing guides if you are interested in a ranger check out Vic sports center in kent ohio uh also check them out for all your motor needs um winter winterization things of that nature um They also do StarCrafts and StarWelds there and have a pretty hefty used inventory right now. Um, So hit them up. Um, Great guys. Also, big shout out to St. Croix Rods for uh, sponsoring Muddy Creek in this show. Uh, We use them, abuse them. We talk about them all the time. That is our arsenal out there. Uh, And what we are reeling these fish in with. Um, So check them out. Give them a fair shake. Um, Big shout out to Baker Bates for sponsoring this show. Um, People start lining up now for all the shows uh, that are going to be coming up. That's how apparently you can get them. um, If you wait the calendar date before uh, the show starts. And that will lead us into a show that is sponsoring this show.
0: Andy. Muskie Max Plus, Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania, March 7th and 8th. Mark it on your calendar. It's by far my favorite show, and I think I speak for everyone in the theoretical room here. Um I think it's I think it's wonderful. It's, it's great for the family it's very family oriented I should you know put it a little bit better there um, you know great venue great exhibitors um it's just it's a great time they have a great lineup of speakers and I mean I think it's cool every year it's getting bigger and better and you know you can check out more at muskymax.com and lastly musky sync.
2: Yeah. Muskie Think, check out your local chapter. I mean, these guys are trying hard in that on the national level to try to get things spread out throughout the country, you know, get, uh, all the, we, we have clubs just about every state that has muskies has a club it involves your club. So much going on, you know, the only way that they can continue to have success and we continue this, you know, muskie fishing, uh, burst of energy that comes out of some of these clubs, with changing uh, size limits, you know, changing the stalking routine. It's all. It, it, a lot of this comes back to your local muskie ch- and chapter. So, you know, get a hold of those guys, find your local chapter, get involved. The more involved people are, the better off the chapter is going to be and the more that we can get done. So really important. If you're into muskie fishing, should be a member of a muskie and club, I feel.
0: Long term investments right there. Yep. So, all right. That's the plugs. All right. Um, I'm going to start off with a little story. Um, oh, I took wow. just a little story. It's not really all that great, but it, it, it is a first for me, which is interesting. So, I'm going to probably say two weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago, it was a really nice day. It was a Sunday. And I had a couple options of things I could do. And I'm like, Hey, I'm like, talk to my wife. I said, Hey, do you want to take the boat out? Well, the kids weren't too interested in that. So they walked over to, uh, my in-laws over there to see, uh, uh, them while my wife and I hooked up the boat and we were just going to go to the little local lake you know, put the rods in the water, drag, drag some baits around. More importantly, I just wanted to run the engine. If, if you guys remember, and I know Vance does because I saw Vance a couple of times that day, I was battling a misfiring cylinder and I put new plugs in it in between that trip and this last trip that I did and I didn't have time to run it. So it sat for like a month before even, you know, knowing if that even made a difference. So I'm like, this might be one of the last days. I want to run the kicker to get stable through it. I wanted to run the big motor for the same reasons and the uh, misfire. So we hook up and we drive up. And it, I don't know, it might be a four or five mile drive to the lake. And as we're entering into the little town I got to go through, I caught at this one intersection off to my left, stopped at the stop sign, was a, was a black truck, with like a gray matte lettering that said law enforcement. And I'm like, okay, I know what that truck is. And it's it's a Pennsylvania Game Commission truck. Yeah. And it's kind of sneaky how they have that, but I don't think they do routine traffic stops. I mean, I don't... Mm-hmm. Todd, you might know I a little see, bit I, more I, about this. But, no,
2: I mean, I, I don't, but I see them all of a sudden around my my place they have like an suv Mm -hmm. and it says law enforcement and i was like just to say law enforcement that's odd and then you always see the deer carrier in the back and i was like uh game commission
0: yeah and i'm not anti-game commission or anti-fish commission by any means but Mm -hmm. i'm gonna you know i'm gonna say that most everyone i know when when there is law enforcement around you, you you tend to at least I'm going to speak for myself internally I feel like I'm doing something wrong immediately I don't know why I'm not I'm just <laughs> driving with my boat and um so you I you do ca- start
1: sweating when you see Johnny Law yeah. that's for sure
0: well and, yeah. well Vance you know when I'm driving and you're like what was it nine <laughs> you're fine ten you're mine is that saying you told me <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I was like, "Watch this! I'm going to drive by this cop ten miles above." <laughs> and Vance was and looking at me, and
0: he's like, "Are you nervous?" As he's like <laughs> driving down the highway at like ten over the speed limit, he's looking at me. He's like, "You nervous?" With his uh, tinted,
2: yeah. tinted windows, <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're not tinted. I mean, they're you literally can't even see
2: out the truck.
0: You you can't because this tint is so black on Vance's truck. You might as well spray paint the windows. They're spray oh, yeah. painted black.
2: Yeah, I love it.
0: I'm not saying you can do it's not cool. You want in there. Pretty much. Drive in the nude. Well, <laughs> you can drive while looking at me ten over you can't the speed look limit.
2: Back up, back You can trailers when it's dark. I can tell you that. <laughs> that's
1: very. That's. I have ran into a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Even that's in broad sure. daylight,
0: something as you know concrete as a mailbox. Oh
1: my God. Yeah. Well, we were in a hurry. That thing came out of
2: nowhere.
0: (laughs) So I, I go, I go through this intersection. It like, he had a stop sign. I didn't. And I go through and then I'm just like in the mirror, I see him. I'm like, man, he really got out of there fast off that stop sign. "Eh, Maybe cars were coming. So I'm at the traffic light. That's just like two blocks away. And he gets right behind me in the turning lane. And just the way the light went, I went through and he caught he caught the yellow and he stopped. And, okay, whatever. So I go down to the lake. Go down and, and there's two launches on this lake. And I like the first launch better than the second launch. But it was, the parking lot was just filled with, it's a small, small launch with very limited parking. Like two That's trucks a, with...
2: That's not even a launch. It's not. Okay. They're they're both (laughs) terrible in their own respect.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. So then there's a spot where I can launch the boat and other people can't. But that parking lot gets filled up with these people that rent these cabins that are right across the street. The, The cars, they think it's communal parking. And there's no room to park there with a truck unless I block everyone in. And... I just kept on driving where I know there's parking for three instead of two. And, um, we get down there. I should say at that first launch, there's a dock in at the second launch, the main launch, the bigger launch, there is no dock in. And, you know, Kara's like, how are you going to do this? I'm like, I'll, I'll launch it through this yard. I don't care. I can do this without anyone's help. And, and, you know, I'm not really thinking so much of for her to get in. I, I can spider monkey my way over into anything. And, uh, I'm like, well, don't worry about it. So we go, we pull off and I hop out of the truck to take off the, the, the tie downs and the transom saver and the bow hook and all that stuff. And I get out of the truck and I'm taking off the first strap and right there at the stop sign is a black truck with gray letters that say law enforcement I'm like, okay, here we go. He goes and he goes and parks right next to me and he steps out. I'm like, okay, well, let's see what happens here. So he comes over He's a young kid. I mean, he, he's probably, you know, still has milk on his chin. He's, he's very young. He comes up. He's very pleasant, very pleasant. (laughs) And, uh, he introduced himself, this and that, and he starts talking a little bit and, you know, he's like, Oh, what do you guys? You go, what are you doing out here? And you're like, oh, well, we're gonna run the boat one last time, blah, blah, blah. And you know, my wife, she's like, Well, we're gonna try to catch a muskie. And this guy was like completely floored. Like, they're in here? <laughs> I, I have you guys ever caught one before? And you know, and you know, I'm some of you might be surprised to know at times I can be very non talkative and literally give body language and people will get the hint. Vance, have you ever seen that from me?
1: At least, uh, <laughs> yeah. w- once a visit. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you visit. Oh, jeez.
2: <laughs> once a visit. It's with so, friends, imagine with was strangers, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I'm just like, okay, I'll let you keep talking to him. And I never really quit what I was doing. I'm taking this, I'm getting all this stuff ready. And, you know, she's, she's talking it up and, you know, keeping the conversation rolling again. I have nothing against the guy at this point in time. Nothing like the boat's not even off the trailer yet. So there's not, there shouldn't be any game violations at this point, but I still feel as if I'm a nail and he's a hammer. I'm just, I, I just, and he's sitting there, and he's talking this and that, and he's like, I can't believe, you know, there's muskies and stuff in here. And I'm like, well, you know, the, the Fish Commission does stock this. And he's like, oh, okay, well, then that makes sense, whatever. And he he was like, uh, hey, and by the way, I know we're different agencies, but I'd like to see your guys' licenses. Mm. So I got checked for a license, and I wasn't even fishing yet. Which... I mean, it's interesting. I'm not complaining at all about it, but that's a first for me to have a, um, Pennsylvania game commission officer Mm -hmm. check me for my fishing license. And I wasn't Mm -hmm. even participating in fishing fishing activities.
2: Yeah. I never heard of that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It was nice enough. I mean, we were able to to show them.
2: He probably wanted to see your name.
0: He probably did. He's like, I'm going to write this guy down. Let's see. But, you know, it'd be interesting because I could have said, no, we're just going for a boat ride. And then he probably. I could. mean, don't,
1: don't you certainly have to be caught in the act of actual. You would think that you would actually have to be fishing to be checked, right?
2: I, I think so. I,
0: I think that I, through the conversation that we said we were going to go, if we would have not been able to produce a license, he couldn't have written a citation because we weren't actually in the act. Right. You'd just be like, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch you guys. And if I see a line hit the water, Mm -hmm. I'm going to pull out my gun and shoot you.
1: Oh, my. (laughs) Uh, um, But, you know, we've been checked. I'm sure Todd has before, too. Like when we come to dock uh, off of Chautauqua and there'll be a sheriff there, a game commission. They're like, let me see your licenses. And, uh, I mean, I've pretty much just walked away.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've had the sheriffs come up and look around. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've, had the, yeah I've, I've had the sheriffs come up and look around and, like, you know. But they're looking for other things other than fishing. I I haven't, but I know that some other guides on the lake have said that, oh, you got to watch. And, like, you know, when you come in, they'll ask for everyone's license. But if they're sitting in the parking lot and you come driving in at 45 miles an hour or something, you have three people on the boat. I don't know what they would even ask for the licenses for because they have no idea what was going on. They have no idea how many rods we were out. That's what... uh, You know, I mean, I, I that, can take people out and take put three rods out. They're all mine, and I reel them in. That could be the trip I'm doing. It wouldn't be a very fun trip for everybody, but they would have no... <laughs> So I, I, I've never really understood that if they're just waiting in the parking lot saying, "Do you have your license?" I've never been asked that at the parking lot. But if they did, I'd be like, "Well, I don't really care whether they have them or not because it doesn't... <laughs> I'm sure they do. Yeah. I hope they do." But yeah,
1: I, yeah, yeah. I, that, yeah that, that's that's the that's where I, I I don't understand the law. It's like uh, suspicion or something you know if they if they can draw off of something with like suspicion they have the right to question you obviously if i come around w- with a fishing boat and have a bunch of fishing lures in it i mean it would look like i'm yeah. fishing right so yeah. i mean you obviously can draw uh you know, you draw from that and be like okay these guys are probably fishing let me see your licenses uh uh-huh. but
2: you I know, don't know, for, what to, for I, me to do if they didn't yeah.
1: happen, you know, for me to actually get it, for me to actually get a ticket, I would need to be, uh, you know, rod in hand or in a rod holder, doing caught in uh, the act, actually, act, yeah, in caught the act. In the act. Act. yeah, yeah. And that's why that, that's why that one day like rings with me, stays with me. I'm just like, oh my god, uh, it was busy in the lot, and this guy came up and he was like. I was like, "Yeah, everybody has their license." And then I just, I just booked it. I just went and like, got my stuff.
0: You ran into your truck,
1: and you yeah. Just... I, I ran into my truck and, and pulled the boat like as quick as I could because it was like crazy there. And the guy was like still talking to people, and I like hopped it and fired it up and just, drove it on the trailer, and just left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, because it... you because you know where it's gonna go when you get stopped. Yeah, I've, I've never i've never gotten questioned or stopped and, and, and got questioned where it's just like hey man how's the bite you know or what are they hitting on today or how many do today you know so they don't ask those questions without the final question which is okay let's see some legality here
0: yeah let's see some safety gear let's see some yeah you know let's let's check registrations and stuff like that mm-hmm yeah, I mean, it wasn't a bad experience, but it made me one. It just was like, "Huh,
1: this was it's an annoying one."
0: This was interesting. I mean, it, like I said, this guy was very pleasant. I remember his name. I'm not going to say his name. And I'll be honest, if I was getting stopped in the woods for just a, you know, a random check from a game warden, I mm-hmm. want this guy. This guy, he he hasn't been rung through the system to become bitter. He's bright eyed yeah. and bushy tailed, and he was very pleasant. But it was just a, a really curious thing to happen to me. That what is it? The gosh, what this would this be the fifth or I mean, sixth were, time that I had the boat out this year? I got checked.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you were you
2: were spotted from the stock sign. I
0: I was. He yeah. saw that boat and he's like, "I got to see." He had
2: it. he had nothing else to do. He was a game commissioner in downtown Edinburgh.
0: Yes, we're and it was a Sunday.
2: He saw a boat and was like on a Sunday so there's no hunters, and it's like, oh, I can talk to this guy, yeah.
0: I mean, it might have brightened his day. He might have literally just been mm-hmm. like, I got to try to make this like I actually did something <laughs> today. Yeah. Hey, I checked some yeah. licenses. <laughs> you know, it probably mm-hmm. really made his day. Yeah, I
2: mean, how hard is it Sunday you get out of the lake? Well, there's no one duck hunting.
0: Uh, <laughs> well.
2: No one's bow hunting. And
0: if they were, I couldn't find them because I can't hear the shot. <laughs> yeah.
1: He probably thought you guys were like huge liars since you said there was muskies in there. He's very taken back. He's like, I might've let him on to more questioning.
0: I mean, like th- th- there were times and I don't know how to word this because this is, this is going to be a horribly over worded joke, but I would have been like, you want to bet? And I reach for my pocket. Then it's just a race for him to get his gun out while I'm grabbing my phone <laughs> to show him wow. that there are muskies. You know how like you got- quickly draw something you know it's always one of those it's like I'll prove to you and everyone reaches for their phone but oh my but when it comes to law enforcement anytime someone's reaching for their pocket they're probably thinking it is not a smartphone because they want to yeah. go home at night and yeah. i just want to show them pictures of me back in my glory days not so much these geezer days that i'm living in
1: <laughs> oh man all right well let's Stop talking about killings. And um, I had a question. Cold. It's cold. It's fall. It's a grind. It always is. Todd and I usually find figure something out on the lake, and that gets us through the season. And it's happening right now. Very happy with the way that the season is is wrapping up. Is it beef jerky? Um, that would no. get me through the season. Here's what I was thinking, though, because <laughs> it's cold. Okay. What are those things you can plug? Okay, everybody has a, a Mr. Buddy Heater, right?
0: Are you talking about the like propane one?
1: Yeah, propane Buddy Heater. You see when people are posting about like how, how badass they are in their, in their boat, and they have a Buddy <laughs> Heater and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, it's cold, but I'm still out here. You know, all that crazy stuff. Who cares? But I have a Buddy Heater. I don't think it's ever made the social media. One day, maybe it might. Um, the I have, the, you know, the uh, it's an AC to something conver- converter. Where it's an inverter. Yes, yeah, so essentially, it would be like plugging into a one ten outlet. Yep. On your boat. Why? Why don't people use like a little space heater and one of those connectors? Um, on the boat and why is it more, why do you think it's more, uh, propane body heaters? Like I could easily go on Amazon, buy one of those things, plug it into my cigarette outlet and, um, have a one ten thing and just plug in a space heater.
0: I don't think your cigarette lighter, um, just the, the wiring going to it and the fuse would be able to withstand the power draw of a 110. Okay. Um,
1: I, I So could, you think it would either turn off or I would just go dead?
0: I mean, if you could actually keep it running off the wiring and the fuse, you're just going to put so much current draw on that battery that's it's just going to, boom, be dead very quickly. I don't think your alternator could keep up. That's
1: what I was
2: thinking, too. Um, those so like that yeah, because it the, seems when you when you plug those in like at a camp or a hunting camp or you, I start using them around here, they spin the meter. Yes, hard. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They do. That's why my electric bills are, yeah, insane for I, a little camper.
0: I'm probably going to get the math wrong and someone's going to freak, but like if if you had like the wattage, I think it's off the wattage. And I'm going off memory off of, gosh, 2004 Physics two class. Um, Let's just say you had a 10-amp draw at 12-volt. It's going to be like, that's the equivalent of like a, let's just say 12-amp at 12-volt. That's going to be 1-amp at 120-volts. I'm I'm getting some math mixed up because those numbers are so close. More or less, it's going to take like ten times the amps at 12 volt to equal the power of a 120. And you're going to lose close some. End, yeah. You're going to lose some to, through the inverter. That's a better way than me trying to do this math in my head. Um, you're going to be using like 12 times the juice to to do it. So if 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 that buddy heater or that space heater that you have, whatever is going to be taking 10 amps. It's going to be like 100 amps plus 120 amps of 12-volt DC, which is like running three of your mincotas at one time in full power. Hmm. Using That's rough un- roundabout numbers. Apologize yeah. if my math is incorrect, but it's, it's insane what's going to happen, and you're just not going to be able to, to do it um, with the charging system that you have. So when you could go to Walmart and for five or six bucks, get two one pound cylinders and put it in a buddy heater that you can just light it up and it's there. And you're probably going to get a much more BTU output out of burning fossil fuel than you would be with resistant heater, um, the coils in the you know,
1: a, yeah. an electric heater. I figured it would.
2: Have you been be- running your buddy heater out there? Not once.
1: No. no. I'm thinking about it for this upcoming weekend. I can tell you yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. We're supposed to get snow. Yep. You know. But yeah, I was thinking that that's probably what would happen, or you would see more people using it. Yeah.
0: I mean, ha- have you ever seen those silly little 12-volt cigarette lighter heaters, and you plug them in, and I don't know, they might be the size of... I don't know. I don't even know how to, I don't know. They might be six inches wide, two or three inches tall, you know, four inches deep. And you're like, Oh, this will yeah. help heat up my cab real quick. And it literally, your exhaling breath heats the cab up quicker than those. It's just not yeah. an efficient way to heat.
2: Yeah. 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 I, I I had a, I had a thing to like pump up the tire in your car if you had an accident or whatever, you know, if you needed some air real quick and,
0: <laughs> if you needed yeah. some air, don't say real quick.
2: Yeah. And I, I tried to use it one time and, uh, I would have rather had a higher pump.
0: Yes. Like a, one of those bicycle pumps yeah. so you can. Yeah. I,
2: I could have, I could have done that better. I threw it in the garbage.
0: <laughs> I, I, I remember, okay, this is going way back. So I had this one friend who, who's didn't have a lot of money, but had expensive taste and off-road equipment. And his tire was flat on his four wheeler and he's like, well, I got these, like this little cheapy pump and that you could plug into the wall. He's like, I'm going to pump up the tire. So he put the thing on it, plugged it in. It's like one of those emergency air compressors rather than buying a good air compressor and it's going, he went in the house. He called me, we were talking, whatever. And like a half hour later he goes out and it hadn't moved. It literally put zero PSI in the tire. It's just sitting there making noise. It was a glorified noisemaker. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's just... You know, you throw a lot of amps at something through 12-volt, and you can get some stuff done, but a lot of... 12-volt just isn't that strong when you compare it to, like, other forms of electricity. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, that's that's where that's at. Interesting. Yeah.
1: All right, I got a, I got a story. Let's hear. It. Uh, we were um, we were fishing the other day, and uh, I was in my new boat. It was awesome. Everything's running pretty good, um, but I got uh busted up pretty good in the new boat for the first time first
0: of okay busted up pretty good like you ran it ashore or you got banged (laughs) up yourself personally
1: banged up myself personally okay i'm not going to mention any names um but let's just say i was running four boards and when i do that uh i usually my furthest You know, I stagger them so they don't get tangled. So the furthest board is way out there. And I have an inside board, which is a little bit closer to the boat. Um, This inside board had gotten fouled up with weeds. The uh, fisherman I was with, I said, you want to reel that board in? He says, okay. I said, all right, go ahead, pick it up. He starts reeling it in. There's a little bit of chop on the water, you know, plus some weeds on that. On the lore, so what happens Is they sometimes they surface You know um, But when you have Those boards out Regardless if it's Your far one or your inside Board you have to clear Other lines your boat lines uh, Your out rod and your down Rod as we like to call them so that In inside board Had to clear That out rod and that Down rod He starts reeling it in. I remind you there's weeds on the lure. And he gives it, I think, like a a pretty good, like, um, pull on the rod to get that lure and board up out of the water continue reeling it in so I can grab it, unhook it. Now, was this to
0: jump over a line or was this to pop it into the boat?
1: This was uh, to, to pop it into the boat. The way that I generally reel the board in is, I try to take it to the back of the back of the spread, out the center, and you can get you could start reeling at it. And then what I do is like I'll point down at it. I guess you could say bow down to it, and then give it one nice reel up, and that board will come out of the water. And it's like at that point you only have the resistance of the crankbait. Behind it, because that board is now out of the water. Are you following that? Yep,
0: it's airborne.
1: Okay, it's so you got to pick the time. You got to exactly. pick the time to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. real easy when you know we do it every day. Whatever. There's some intangibles. Uh, so this kid was doing that, and that when he did that, the planer board came at me at like 70 mile an hour and i got uh, and i saw this thing coming and it cracked me right underneath my nose like on the bridge like right right underneath it um, like where your nostrils would between be between your
0: lips and the in your nose
1: exactly boom right there
0: so you Tommy boy it fast.
1: fast okay like in um, Describe what a, a little inline planer looks like. What's that little, that 45 degree angle it is? Uh, there's a,
0: there's a little, uh, you could call it like a chamfer or a lead in angle that tells the board that, hey, we want to cut a direction. Instead of being a mm-hmm. plank, it has a knife edge on the, on the leading edge.
1: uh that nice points little forward.
2: pointy edge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. nice little pointy edge. Well, that
1: cracked me. Right in uh, right in that area I just described Above the lip Right underneath the nose And I just kind of went down to the left And was fine Your head went back it, into the left? No I Not like JFK um, I went My whole body went like down into the left Like I just got cracked And I was fine I was completely with it, but there was like a really loud noise, like a popping sound. And the kid was like, I thought you were knocked out. And then once I realized you weren't, I didn't want to look. Because at that point, you're probably thinking like maybe broken nose, lost teeth. But essentially all I had was... Um, I'd like a seven to eight millimeter cut under, in that area on the outside. But inside I had this amazing tunneling wound, uh, that, like span for, I would like a- imagine around an inch, um, in my, in, in my mouth. And, uh, I was just busted <laughs> open like crazy. I couldn't, I couldn't stop the freaking bleeding. And, I took a couple nice hacks over the side and it was just straight up beautifully red oxygenated blood. Um, I kept doing that cause I didn't want to bloody up the, you know, my brand new boat floor like crazy, but I was busted up like mad. And we had like two hours of the trip left. The kids were like, Oh my God, do you want to stop? I was like, no. You, you. We'll just, uh, we'll just keep going. I what, think I'm good.
0: What? In an emergency, you should have done was taking a big pinch of chew and packed it in the tunneling wound yeah, to to no,
1: stop that, the bleeding. That would have earned. That would hurt terribly. It would have burned very bad. Yeah. Yeah. It would have proven to
0: me how tough you were.
1: <laughs> I finished the day. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty freaking tough, but I got. I got busted up there like, are you okay? Are you okay? I was like, no, I'm pretty effed up right now, but we're good. We can still do this. And I put the, and all I had was some like little two by two gauzes. And I didn't have any tape left because I used the majority of my uh, electrical tape (laughs) for, for my throttle gauge. Back in the uh, in the middle of the season, when I changed the lower unit on my kicker, mm-hmm. and uh, so I had no tape left, and I just had like band aids. So I I made this like Fu Manchu bandage out of uh, like really thin band aids and two by two uh, gauze, and uh, it was a mess. And I'm still feeling it. I I'm thought you were. Cutting... I still busted up on the inside. It was unbelievable.
0: Emotionally or physically? Physically. Okay. When you said no. you're busted up on the inside, that
1: was only a couple days ago. It was it like three, three days ago or something? Three or four? Yeah, three. Yeah, three. Yep.
2: three. Monday
1: yeah. maybe. One of them days. Mm-hmm. But man.
2: Oh.
0: I was thinking was incr- maybe this would have resulted in another trip to the dentist. For a old no. injury of biting a sweatshirt no, throwing no, back could, to three or four years it, ago.
1: It could have. Like one inch one inch up or one inch down, I would have lost some teeth or I would have broke my nose. <laughs> no doubt. Instead I just busted up my whole face, was bleeding like a crazy man.
0: There's a lot of blood in vessels in that area.
1: There, there is. is. There is. That's why it heals quick. No, nice. um, but that's but it was uh, it was intense. I still got a chin on me. That's that's a good that's a good thing to know. So this year, get guiding into my thirties. When I put that hook through my knee, I recovered in like a day, and I like took a, took a really hard punch, and I just kept going. I still got it. I'm good.
0: Yeah, but you're going you're going to be feeling it for the better part of this month.
1: I'm fine. I'm ready to go. Let's go.
0: Speaking of good let's again. go. How's the boat running?
1: Uh the boat's running good. I'm I'm impressed with it. I'm impressed with that new motor. T-
0: tell us a, tell us a little bit about um what what you got. Tell us about the new boat.
1: Okay. So it's the same exact Boat as the last one, haul wise uh, The colors are different. Um, a lot more sparkle in this one, which is growing on me. Uh, <laughs> of course, I like everything to be just black for some reason. What was um,
0: was your old was your old boat? Well, I, you can't compare that. Never mind. I was gonna I was gonna have you compare it, what it felt like in the summer, but you didn't have this new boat the summer yet.
1: No, I didn't. But the summers were hot because it was an all black uh, inside. What buffered that, which was nice, was the bimini that took some of that heat away from the floor uh, that would just seem like you could, you know, fry an egg on it.
0: Now, do you you feel that that black was then an advantage when it got cooler out and the sun was out? Do you feel that that kind of was like the yin to the yang on that?
1: No, no. Okay, not at all. Not at all. I wish, but then again, we really didn't have that about a summer this year. So, but like last year was super hot, you know. This year was it was pretty mild, if I can remember correctly. Your um, brain
0: is toast from that sun, by the way.
1: Probably, or a planer board to the head. I was in concussion protocol. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, so there's a new color to it. Um, Everything else is the same. Bimini, trolling motors. Um, The graphs are the same. I have a Helix 10. It's a Generation 3. I really don't know what the difference is. I haven't played around with it much.
0: My generation. To see
1: what what the difference between the Gen 2 and the Gen 3 was, somebody's probably like rolling out there right now. But for what we do up here, it really... I don't think it really matters, but, um, so I, had that, uh, autopilot is working seamlessly. It's, it's wonderful. Um, and then there was, uh, a new motor. So I had a 20 horsepower kicker on my last one. I have a 15 on this one with, uh, that's the fuel injected, uh, is Pro that the, kicker from, from.
0: Is that the same our- as Todd's?
1: Uh, it is, but Todd has a twenty. Todd has a fifteen. Todd has a fifteen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, it's essentially the same motor, right? Well,
2: it's well, the EFI. We never had twenties. We never had twenties, yeah. So you yeah, guys always,
0: you know, exaggerate a bit when it comes to horsepower. <laughs> I know that.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. I I my fifteen it's a nice fifteen. It's Let me
0: guess that, that fast, fuel injected yeah. fifteen, you put a new carb on it.
2: It runs like a 20. That's right. Yeah. Um, yes. But and you can go at like seven miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Or you go to climate tuning or something, yeah. Oh, hey, wow.
0: Hey, you want to know something? When I was on the week, whatever, a couple weeks ago when I got checked, I had uh, my six horse running full throttle. I was almost cracking six miles an hour. Hmm? Nice. Six miles. You're getting seven out of a t- 15 yeah. I'm getting six mm-hmm, out 15. of a six.
1: <laughs> wow! <laughs> but I also have that extended uh, lower unit on it. Okay. What would that be called, Andy?
0: Extra long shaft.
1: Extra long, Extra shaft. So, long shaft. So so it digs down there a little bit underneath the hull, um, and I like that. Uh, I think it handles better than my last boat. There's a lot less correction happening on the autopilot and I think that those kind of correlate.
0: Do you feel that that extra long shaft it's because the prop is in cleaner water and has a better grip or do you think because it has more of a rudder effect because there is more shaft?
1: I think that it has a better grip. okay um, so that's new on it and then of course step uh, 250 pro excess uh, four stroke is. Pretty nice and um, has a nice turnkey sound to it, um, and it is super fast, so I can't complain about it. Vroom, yeah, yeah.
0: Did you get to play? Or, we were texting earlier today. Did you get to play around with any changes?
1: So, I it was a, it originally uh, pitched with a 21 uh, pitch Tempest mercury prop and i was you know packed down with some people in there and stuff and did some trips and i was only getting like 5650 as my max rpms and they want this thing running at 6200 uh on the top so i was on the way 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 low end of it so we talked to andy a little bit and we did some oh, testing boy. yeah we did some testing and I took my Bimini down and I went on, you know, fast boat rides and all that stuff um, and decided to get a lower pitch, a 19 pitch uh, four blade revolution for Mercury. And then I also have a 19 pitch Tempest. So I have three props on me right now. I also have a 19 pitch inertia. So I have four props on me right now. And, uh, I'm going to play around with those a little bit and see which one I like best.
0: Very nice. How much, now I I know the difference with your Bimini up with the snap going to the windshield, the little cubby cave that Mm -hmm. you make. Mm -hmm. What was your speed difference between the Bimini and all that up versus down?
1: It was about a mile to a mile and a half an hour. I, I,
0: I think that there was a bigger difference unless you did some runs I didn't know about.
1: I did. I did some more runs that day with it up and and down. I, I, it was like one or two miles an hour. That because was it.
0: Cause you, when you gave me the initial runs, it was closer to five miles an hour.
1: And that's like when the boat wasn't even like broken in yet. And I was just really pissed because it wasn't going fast.
0: And then you must've figured something out.
1: Well, I opened up, I, I like, had more hours on it and opened it up correctly. You know, rather than like, okay, it's yeah. the first hour, open the motor up as fast as it can go right now. And I was only doing like 47 miles an hour. And I was like, there's no way that this should only be doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's when I called you and was like, this is bullshit.
0: <laughs> and I said, lower the sales.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lower the sales. So, I, yeah, I did
2: that, and uh, it was like one or two miles an hour.
1: But the well, thing is, I, I like, would have thought it
2: was way more. I mean, I, I noticed, like, if I have all my rods, if I have all six rods sticking up, mm-hmm. the way I put them in up and down, mm-hmm. I, I see a couple miles an hour difference right there.
1: Yeah, that's what was just
2: happening. With the, just with the fishing poles. That's
1: what was happening with mine. Now the bimini was coming apart it was falling Mm -hmm. apart as I was hitting those high speeds, uh, which I need to get redone. Um, But there really, there wasn't much, much of a difference. I find, I find the the boats run. Like at, at their peak performance is when the weight is in the back. So if I have a client in the back sitting in the jump seats you get more bow lift and with more bow lift i think you get a better speed it, it's almost like more of that is is out of the water and you're able to skip more whereas if they, everybody's like kind of tucked up in the middle um i don't think i go as fast like, i think if i had like two big bruisers in the jump seats and a guy in a passenger seat and myself, I think that I could get optimum
2: performance out of that, that boat. Does that make sense?
0: It, it, it does. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Once there.
2: you get up on plane, once you get up on plane, I would say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's yeah. a whole bunch of things that are happening that, you know, when they do some of these boat tests, they might not have a bow mount and you have three batteries that go along with that bow mount. You might have two, you know, like cranking batteries, you could, I mean, do you have four or five batteries in the boat?
1: Uh, I have four.
0: Okay. So those four batteries, each one weighing between 60 and 80 pounds, that's a lot of weight. And depending on where those batteries are at, that, that makes a difference. Uh, The fuel tank, where that's at located front to back, how much fuel's in the tank. Uh, You know, some of these doing boat tests, they'll have one person with, 10 gallons of gas in one battery and they can get some incredible speed numbers. Um, but going back to kind of what Vance was saying with, he has more weight in the back. What's happening there is you, you're right. You're getting more bow lift. And when you get that bow lift, um, it's called wetted area, meaning how much of the bottom of the hull is actually touching the water. The less the amount of hull touching the water, the less friction you have. So when the boats kind of feels like it came up a little bit higher, you should be getting more speed because that friction of the water is greater than the friction, uh, friction of the air. So you can, you can get that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not always going to agree that more weight is going to give you more speed. Um, if you had the same weight distributed different, you can see variances in speed. If, if that makes sense there. Um, So, you know, all things being equal, you know, it, you might find that putting a little bit more weight up front and, and, you know, splitting your load, I don't know, let's just say 70, 30, you might find a nice middle ground of wetted area and, you know, uh, just handling and and things like that. So it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm interested to hear how that rev four works for you, um, you know do, what was what was your top speed with that 21 tempest
1: i hit uh 54 for a snippet there
0: okay so 54 yeah cuz the last i knew when you had uh the bimini up you were getting like 49 and then you were you were just just south of 54 and that's the last that i knew i didn't know you did some more runs so that's why i worded that question that way but i'd be interested to see your probably going to stay around that speed but you're going to pick up some rpm and probably a better whole shot.
1: Yeah. We'll see.
0: I mean, I'm predicting if you're at 5650, I think that you're going to be at 56 you might be somewhere around 5900 rpm with that four blade. That that's my prediction. Uh you'll mm-hmm. know when you drive it, but at least it's out there with, you know, my gut feeling
1: on that. What do you think about raising and lowering the motor from there?
0: I would probably, you know, if you're going to do a bunch of prop tests, run the prop that you feel handles the best. Like it feels, you know, you might, you know, top speed, top speed isn't a, isn't the only indicator on the correct prop. Um, when I was doing a bunch of prop tests on, on my, my little Monarch that I had, I went through three or four different props and I did not pick the fastest prop. I picked the one that I felt handled the best, which also happened to be the second fastest prop. So there's other aspects to it, but you're still looking for that upper tier of the RPM range. And you know, you're gonna, you're gonna find out when you start switching out these props. I went to a four blade stainless on my 130 horse. And it, I feel it made a difference. Like the boat seems to just, it it grips better than that 19 pitch three blade. I dropped three inches to a 16 pitch four blade. And I think I would have lost some top speed if the boat was lightly loaded, but under real world conditions, I'm slightly faster than that 19 pitch and I'm spinning right at my ceiling. So... I'm overall Mm -hmm. happy with it knowing that I probably Mm -hmm. left a few miles an hour on the table on a lightly loaded boat, but I'm satisfied. So where
2: are you guys doing all these boat races?
0: Well, I do them. Well, you know, to to, to be honest, like it's (laughs) my boat right now, just it flies out of the hole. And that's, that's the whole point. I mean, you can put Vance can run that night, uh, 21 pitch, he'll put that 19 on and he'll feel that thing just snap out of the hole, which is, you know, you got a heavy load. That's, that means you're correctly, you know, air quotes geared. Your, your motor is connected okay. and it's just, it's, you know, but. So it has
2: nothing to do with catching muskies. You realize that, but. Eh,
0: no, but yeah, it's, it's also I, part of the experience. It's fun.
2: I get, yeah. You guys, you, you, you enjoy that.
0: Yeah, I like I know it I up. tied myself okay. today.
2: I was casting Mayville. It took me eight minutes to get to the state park.
0: Yeah. I mean, Todd, do you remember when you had your lunch with the could... 125 and, like, you mm-hmm. had to sometimes tell the clients to go up front a little bit to get it out of the hole?
2: <laughs> well, you got to do that one. When... <laughs> you got to do that with... You have two big 300 pounders back there. You got to do that in every boat.
0: <laughs> but it's just, you know, when when you get everything set up correctly, it just it, it
2: takes an extra 10 seconds. But <laughs> you can't set it up for you, you can't set it up for you can't set it up for two people, four people. <laughs> it just doesn't happen.
0: No, but you, you can get the setup correct. I mean, there's I mean, there's I I you think a been lot of people friendly. are like Todd that they just, this is what the prop came with and we're going to run with it. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with it, but it's also, it's kind of fun to me to tweak in it because it's it's not hard to switch a prop out.
2: <laughs> yeah, just hard for me. Lot, just it's like 500 bucks.
0: Well, if you buy Merc props, you don't have to buy a Mercury prop. <laughs> you can get two other brand props for the price of a Mercury prop.
1: There's a lot of... There's a hard... Out there for boat performance, there certainly is, and I think it has a lot to do, a lot in the bass world. Oh my
0: gosh, uh, yeah, those
1: of try, of trying like you know, obviously we we all can get from point A to point B, but and this is what what Andy and I are t- talking about, and Todd as well. Um, I don't know, playing the other side is <laughs> probably nothing compared to what. When people are looking for the peak performance in a motor, uh, in their bass boats, uh, yeah. in their six twenties, getting them chipped, you know, supercharged, and having to do all that stuff.
0: Well, I mean, you go but, in the bass world, you you can hop on some bass forums, and you will see trash talk on various mo- makes of boats, saying my bass cat is you Know, would run three miles an hour faster than your comparable Ranger with the same motor and the same. It's just all this trash talking of mine does 76, yours does 76.2, and now all of a sudden it's like I got to find that you know one fifth of a mile an hour because mm-hmm. to them, I guess that means something if they're running 30, 40 miles down a lake in a tournament, but you know, yeah, it, I mean, I, I mean. To be honest, I'm sitting here spewing all this stuff out, and Todd has a valid point. Like, where are we racing to? There, well, there's no race. It's just it's something fun to do.
1: <laughs> For some, <laughs> until somebody crashes your fun party. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, sorry. I just don't. I just. I can't relate to this stuff. Mm, goodness. Uh,
0: That's
1: it's, why we love Avenue Around. The voice of reason, Todd. Yeah. I mean, do you have the.
2: I have like $2,000 worth. Advanced of trash, right? jack and the Vax advanced <laughs> jack plate and all this stuff still. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I
1: Absolutely.
0: got the jack plate on my boat too, but my boat's <laughs> extremely nose heavy. So it actually, it helps out quite a bit. But yeah.
1: My, so- my, whole, shot, my whole shot wasn't that great. It's kind of just like I got there. There was no like big thrust, you know? Yeah, so well, I'm curious to see what the 19 does.
0: The the 19, the 19 is going to grip good. You're going to get a better, uh, better efficiency on that. You know, your prop slip yeah. is going to go down. Uh, find the prop that you think feels the best to you. You know, overall, you know what's important to you. Probably, you know, mid range cruising. If you're putting a lot of hours on it, you, I mean, a prop can. Gosh, I was seeing something about this new this new prop, and I'm I'm not buying into it quite yet. Um, it's called a Shero prop. That it's a comp- like a design that you've never seen before. It's crazy, and they're boasting like some crazy numbers, like twenty percent efficiency at mid range. You know, so that would be like you'd be buying twenty percent less fuel. That sure. could pay for a prop very quickly with the amount of gas you guys put through your boats. You know that. Sure. You know, there. So you do pick up some efficiencies. You know by getting these things correct and it can pay off in the long run. I mean, for me, it would never pay off. I mean, that would just be something I'd be telling my wife so I could justify buying it. But when you <laughs> when you guys go and put hundreds and hundreds of gallons of gas through your boat a year, you know, if you put, let's just say, 300 gallons through your boat throughout the season, mm-hmm. well, how would you like to put 240 gallons through instead of 300? You know, that yeah. that would be, I mean, that could be 90% huge.
2: 90% of our... 90% of our gallons go through the kicker, though.
0: Yeah, good point there. I mean, but, you know, running...
2: So, it's all um, fun. Yeah, it's I all know, fun. I, but... I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to be a bummer, but...
1: You're not a bummer. That was just... <laughs> we need stuff like that. <laughs>
0: I'll get all geeked out on this crap. and But, yeah, yeah, find, yeah. The, find the prop that you like the best and then start messing with the jack plate. Tweak it in like that.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you do that. I can't. Remember. I'll do it.
0: I'll do it in the you know in the depths of winter. Yeah, it's always good.
1: Perfect. That is always good. We can end it there.
0: Todd, do you have anything you want to end with on a happy note?
2: No, I'm getting. am no, getting good speed. <laughs> I'm. I'm fine. <laughs> Took me eight minutes to get from Mayfield. To... <laughs> <laughs> Boat launch to get the guys out of the boat
0: today. You wouldn't have been timing it if you weren't at least a little bit curious about speed.
2: Actually, they told me that.
0: By they, that's you the mean your
2: stopwatch? <laughs> no, the, the people on board, they are like, that's incredible. It took eight minutes. Because we were like, they were watching. They were like, we're going as fast as the cars on the road over there.
1: Well, the one probably. guy was
2: probably... Was time and it probably wanted to get back because he
1: had you had him standing on the front casting platform (laughs) like George Washington
0: (laughs) crossing the Delaware, Yeah. yeah.
1: I didn't know that you had to have people stand on the front of the lawn <laughs> to get at the plane. No, I didn't have to do that. <laughs> well, Never I swear, I swear somebody used this. I swear you said that, that you had to
2: stand in the middle of the lawn the one time and, like reach over and grab the <laughs> Oh, lung. I had a five, 500 pound guy. Oh, no, I had to stand in the middle when I first picked it up.
0: <laughs> because it was so cantered. It was listing <laughs> so bad. The, the,
2: because the guy put the... They mounted the uh, whole <laughs> puck and everything underneath. Uh, the puck for the GPS was mounted completely underneath. And when I took off, the boat would... I, I almost fell into my buddy's lap. That's <laughs> a, a boat dealer setup. He's like, Oh, yeah, man. That's the way you put them. You put them down like that. Like... <laughs> so... I said, it was insane. I was at Mosquito Lake the only time in my life trying to break this boat in, and there's
1: a <laughs>
2: 15 foot rooster tail coming off the back of my boat, and I can't even sit in the seat.
0: <laughs> like, well, this is going to take some getting used to.
2: Yeah. And he's like, you don't mind them like that.
0: Oh, man. See, it's boat amazing. setup is important. Thanks for proving the point, Todd. (laughs) Yeah,
2: don't mut your transducer the whole way under the boat.
1: (laughs) Oh man, I have other props though. If you want to try them, Todd, I'm good. All right, but a jack plate—we got those.
0: Just call up your buddy Vance. Vance Manufacturing. Vance refrigeration.
2: That's right.
0: Okay. So Todd, you got, you got anything you want to talk about or wrap it up?
2: I'm ready. I'll wrap it up.
0: All right. Big thanks to Fatty Z Muskie Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Croix Rods, Ranger Boats, Vix Marine Sports Center, and the Muskie Max Plus, Baker Lures, and Muskie's Inc., Please support our fine sponsors as they support us. And, uh, if you enjoy the podcast, tell them that you heard it here. And with that, um, if you're going fishing, good luck. If you're going hunting, good luck. And thanks for listening.